know why you left him, but the sensor begs the question to find to see tomorrow. To grow to Hello, Desert shift. This one's going to be a doozy. So make sure to grab a cup of coffee or whatever, because man, do we have a lot to talk about in this episode? It's our free agency day uh roundup, basically, or the first part of it, because there's still a lot of people that need to be uh signed out there. But my name's Chase Beardsley. I'm one of your hosts alongside Tyler Cass. Tyler, how's it going in New York? Uh, it's going good. Just got back from Florida a few days ago. Had a nice Fourth of July, and now we're getting into the the heart of the off season with a lot, a lot of signings. Yeah, this is really the the last massive episode until basically uh, either the Eric Carlson trade or the beginning of the season, but. Here we go. We're going to go team by team and basically um, list everyone that they signed. Um, and we'll kind of, you know, go from there. But we're going to go from Anaheim to Winnipeg. So let's start, start it off. Let's get this ball rolling. Let's start with Anaheim. They had two major signings uh, this past uh, couple of days. That is signing Alex Killorn for four years at a $6.25 million cap hit and Radko Gudis uh, for three years at a $4 million cap hit. Both of them going from Florida teams, Gudis from the Panthers, Killorn from Tampa. Your thoughts on the Ducks and their two signings? I mean, they make no sense at all for the Ducks, <laughs> but they just they had money to give out and they gave out the money. And I mean... <laughs> Like, if you're a player, especially, like, Kalorn, a guy who's won two cups and he's won so much, I can't blame him for just taking that bag because nobody, no other team in the league was giving him over $6 million. And that goes the same for Radko Gudis. He's, you know, he's a good, you know, a good playoff guy, a good third-pair physical defenseman with $4 million. Man, there's a lot, a lot of rough defensive signings this free agency uh, I mean, if you're a defenseman, this was the year to be a free agent because they all got paid. Um, so this, I don't understand this at all for the Ducks. I guess you want protection in there for the young guys, especially all your prospects. So I understand it from that standpoint. But just from these, Kalorn and Gudis are both playoff guys. You know, Kalorn was so good for Tampa, and especially in the playoffs. Gudis had such a good playoff run for the Panthers. And, you know, by the time, maybe by the time Kalora's contract is at the end of the year, maybe the Ducks will be uh, a fringe playoff team. But, you know, these three, these two guys, they just, they got paid. And the Ducks, I guess they had money to throw around and they just, they did it. I understand the Gudis deal because they want to protect their young forwards. I mean, that was something that they've always wanted to do. I mean, especially with players like Troy Terry that are smaller and skinnier. You want someone like Radko Gudis to pop up for them. I mean, four mil is a bit too much, but I actually kind of like that signing for them. On the opposition, the Kaloran contract is just crazy money, like almost seven million for Alex Kaloran. And like he was great in the playoffs, but he's going nowhere near the playoffs with Ducks. I mean, by the time his deal's up, I don't even think they'll be a playoff team until maybe a year after that. Like, they have a good prospects pool, but 
they are they don't always pan out in Anaheim as we saw Maxime Comtois, Sam Steele, even Max Jones to a point. And Troy Terry took so long to actually develop into the goal scorer he is now. I don't get that Kalorian contract. The Goose contract, though, it's okay. So on we're gonna do this for every team, but on a grade level, what would you give the Ducks? Um, I'd probably give them a C just because I mean it's not like they're hitting bad players, both Kalorn and Gudis are they're both good players. Um, and this doesn't really hurt them because they have the cow space to do it. And it's not like they're paying like bad players. I think Kalorn, as as much as he's getting paid, I think he'll be a solid fit for their uh for their top six because he's a guy who's physical and he'll be able to create space for Seegers and Terry. Um so well, I don't think these signings make sense at all, and they're not really a great fit. I, I you know, they're not. I don't think they're going to hurt the Ducks in any way. I'll go C minus simply because, um, you know, I just don't like that Kalorn contract at all. Um, but overall, not the worst uh, free agency. We go on to the Arizona Coyotes, and they made some massive moves actually. Um, let's start from top to bottom. Alex Kerfoot for two years at $3.5 million contract. A Nick Bukesad return at two years, $2.1 million per year. Troy Setcher also returns for one year, $1.1 million and their biggest move, most likely. Uh, Jason Zucker, a one year, $5.3 million contract. Your thoughts on the Coyotes making some moves out there. Oh my god, I I love all of these moves so much. I mean, I think the biggest thing about a lot of these signings is it shows um just how good of an organization the Coyotes are. Because even with all this outside noise about the the arena, um the, the organization itself, we saw two guys, Stetcher and Bukestad, who loved it here, got traded at the deadline and wanted to come back and play. And the two guys in Zucker and Kerfoot, they both said that um they've only heard great things about the Coyotes. They want to be here and they're so excited get started uh in the desert i think you know all of the contracts are really good and really reasonable um and for a, a team like the coyotes who you know they're not going to be probably not making the playoffs this year not going to be a great team you you put some really really solid players around guys and i think the coyotes are going to be super underrated this year zucker is a such a passionate player i could not stand him in pittsburgh i hated playing against him he towards the islanders every single time the guy is such a passionate player, and I saw Penguins fans saying that he's going to be a tough guy to lose in that locker room. So I think he's a perfect guy to, to just throw in that young locker room there. And then Kerfoot, um, he struggled in times in Toronto, but he never really got the playing time he did. I thought he was great in Colorado um, before he went over to Toronto. So the two guys they brought in I thought were great. And bringing back Stetcher and Bukestad is just such great moves. Uh, those two players were, especially Bukestad, were so underrated last year. Yeah, I think these signings are great and both on the ice and off the ice. Obviously, off the ice, it shows that players want to come back to Arizona. They love the organization. I mean, Bukestad and Stetcher both said that when in their quotes when they returned. And it also shows that relatively big names want to come to Arizona as well. Jason Zucker is not the smallest name in the league. In fact, when he got traded from Minnesota to Pittsburgh, it was a pretty decent-sized trade. Um, I like Zucker. I loved his passion in Pittsburgh. Like 
He was such a great locker room guy, and he could score too. This is not just a locker room guy like a Ryan Reeves. This is a player that can really do an impact on the ice. So I love that signing. Absolutely love that signing for him and for the Coyotes. And the Kerfoot one, eh, but again, the Coyotes aren't going to be contending for a Stanley Cup. They're not going to be at the maximum cap space this year. Uh, So it's okay. It's not an eight-year contract or anything. It's only two years. Uh, And Kerfoot could really vitalize his career. Bukestad and Stetcher, I mean, great signings. Uh, Bukestad was so good in Arizona. And Stetcher, very underrated player. Um, yeah, I think the Coyotes are in poise to be very underrated this year, especially having Gunther now back in the lineup 24-7, another season of Michelli and Keller, and also Logan Cooley sooner than later this season. Mark the books. Um, but the Coyotes give their offseason a grade, Tyler. Um, I, I think that <clears throat> it's kind of hard to give them an A plus because of I don't think they they like nailed out of the park in in terms of just uh, the draft and bringing in like superstar players because it's not I mean it's not their fault it's not their time yet to spend all of this money but for what they did I have to give them an A just because they didn't make any bad moves at all they they signed um I think they signed the right people they signed good players they didn't give out huge massive contracts for no reason so you know um it's kind of hard to give them an A plus just because. Uh, it's it's not their time to to you know go out and have this massive offseason, but for what they did, I think they should get that. Are we incorporating the draft as well into the grades? Uh, I thought you just said um, their offseason. I guess I guess for this, we'll just do a free agency, and then later in episode, we can just grade their whole offseason because the offseason is not over yet. You know, all these yeah. teams can continue making moves, but their free agency still, I'd give them an A. Yeah, I'm giving them an A. What a great free agency class for the Coyotes. Great signings as well. We move on to Boston. Uh, here are their contracts that they signed. Patrick Brown, two years, a 800000 um cap hit. Kevin Shattenkirk, one year, $1.05 million. Uh, Milan Lucic returns, one year, $1 million. Uh, Morgan Geeky, two years at $2 million. And James Van Riemsdyk, one year, $1 million cap hit. Your thoughts on the Bruins? Yeah, I, for what they, they had, I thought they did a, a great job because, you know, they're a team that they're, a lot of their players' futures were super uncertain, you know, especially with Bergeron Krejci and all of their UFAs. I mean, Bertuzzi was kind of a question mark for a long time. So, you know, they had to go out and fill out their roster because they had a lot, a lot of um, open roster spots that they had to fill and not a ton of cap space. So I think um, for what they they had, I think they did a great job filling out their roster because they got a super uh, cheap contract for all of these guys. And they're all like really um, low risk, high reward. I mean, JVR is a guy who could easily come back as a 20 goal scorer next year. I mean, Lucic is a guy who uh, he was great in Boston. This is like the place where he could, um, kind of revitalize his career maybe not be the, that 25 30 goal scorer he used to be but you know easily contribute 15 on the third line geeky was a guy who never got a ton of playing time in seattle but when he did he wasn't terrible and shattenkirk was kind of just rotting away at anaheim on as the worst defensive team in the league so i think all of these contracts are really low money really low risk but they could get a lot of um high reward from a lot of these players I love that JVR contract, as you mentioned, 
mentioned, like he is a good player, very underrated player in a good situation. He could score a lot. Higigi contract, I also like. He has really been a great player and overshadowed in Seattle. The Lucic and Shattenkirk uh, contracts, you know, they're they're cheap and they provide depth. And that's what Boston was really going for this season to try to avoid the uh, dreaded full cap space and also try to act like Krejci and Bergeron are not coming back. But we all know they have not signed contracts yet. If they do plan to sign a contract, um, they have not done so yet. So the Bruins, what do you give them? Yeah, just taking into consideration everything, I'm, I'm going to give them a B plus because, you know, they didn't sign any of the star players, but similar to the Coyotes, they just, they weren't able to just because of the cap space situation. Um, I think they made the most out of everything they did. Um, I, I think they kind of messed up the Bertuzzi situation. I think that was a whole weird thing. Um, so I don't think that was totally their fault, but I think they could have gotten him back. Um, but for the situation they're in, I thought they did a really good job in filling out their roster with these signings. Yeah, I'll give them a B plus as well. Really good signings, really cheap signings, and that's what matters when you're squeezing against the cap. We move on to Buffalo. A couple interesting ones here. Dustin Tokarski, a one-year, basically league minimum deal. Uh, Connor Clifton gets a three-year, $3.33 million deal. Eric Johnston, one year at $3.25 million. And Tyson Jost returns on a $2 million contract for the next year. Your thoughts on the Sabres? Um, I, I thought that they, if they were going to spend the money, I thought they should have spent it in other places. Um, I think bringing back Jost was a solid decision. I think he was good for them. And, you know, Takarsi is kind of a, a dip, uh, not a big signing at all, but um, that goalie room, they got a lot of goalies in there now, so he'll probably be in the AHL. I don't hate the Eric Johnson signing because it's only one year, and I think he's would be a good veteran guy for a lot of their young defensemen there. But that Connor Clifton one, I just – I don't get giving him three years, especially at that price, over $3 million. I think Clifton's a good defenseman. But at the same time, he's more of like a, a third pair guy. I think it's a little bit overpayment and three years for a, a young Buffalo team who has some really good uh, young defensemen there. I think this is kind of similar to where Columbus, where they kind of gave a defenseman um, term and money that they really didn't need to at all. So one, yeah. the Clifton was the only one I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, I would also agree with that. Not a massive fan of it. I mean – Honestly, he's a decent defenseman. They could probably ship him out once all their defensemen are uh, into or NHL ready. Uh, I like the Eric Johnson contract, actually. It provides veteran presence in that locker room, especially after um, they lose their kind of big presence, veteran presence in Craig Anderson this past offseason. They get a new one in Eric Johnson. And like with this young team and with blue liners like Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin, like you want someone like him on the blue line to kind of guide the way as well. Uh, Tyson Jost, I mean, he was decent in Buffalo. I really, I think Buffalo Sabres fans are going to be happy that they brought him back. But the Sabres, what do you rate their offseason? Um, I'll, I'll give this this free agents class for them a, a C because, you know, the Johnson signing. Um, I think it was solid for them. Bringing back Jost is okay. Um, Takarsi is pretty minor. I'm not a huge fan of the Clifton one. I just think that they could have spent the money elsewhere. Um, I definitely think that they could have buffed up the, the forward core a little bit 
So, well, I don't think any of the signs that they were terrible. I think um, all of these guys will contribute. I don't think I don't think Clifton is an awful player. I'm just not a fan of the contract. So while they didn't have the the worst offseason ever, I, I do think they could have spent the money in better places. I'm gonna give them a C plus. Uh, I like the Eric Johnson signing. I like the Joseph extension. It's just the Clifton contract is iffy. We move on to a massive offseason by the Calgary Flames. Wow, big one here. Jordan Osterley, one year, almost league minimum deal, big moves by the Flames, right? Wow. Oh, just massive. I think this puts them over the top now. I don't see a team beating Calgary this season. I mean, they got their franchise defenseman coming over in Jordan Osterley right here. Coyotes legend. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I mean... It's also worth noting that Michael Stone retired. Uh, so there you go. If you were interested in that. Um, I mean, they also traded to Foley, as we mentioned. So if we really want to incorporate that into uh, our grades, I think our grades, we're going to stay the same. But Tyler, grade Calgary. I mean, it's, I feel like I have to give them an F. But, I'm, you know, I'm not going to give, put 100% on the blame on the Flames organization because they have like zero cap space right now. And that was kind of just like what um, Brad tree, tree living left for them. So, you know, I think that once they ship out all of like the, the big contracts that they have, I think that's, that's when we start seeing Calgary. I don't know if it's now or the trade deadline. That's when we see them starting to like really build for the, the future. So I don't think this offseason was the time for them to do it. And, but still they didn't do anything. So they get an F. I'm going to give them a D minus because they didn't do anything, but at the same time, they didn't do any stupid contracts to try to act like they're still competing or uh, still competing for the Stanley cup. Um, so it's not all terrible, I guess. They didn't sign anyone the stupid contract. So, you know, it's not a complete failure. Uh, the Carolina hurricanes though, had a very busy uh, first couple of days of free agency Let's start with the re-signings first. Uh, Jasper Fast returns at a two-year, $2.4 million contract. Antti Ranta, one-year, $1.5 million. Freddie Anderson for two more years at $3.4 million extension. And Dylan Coughlin, one year at basically a league minimum deal. And then you move on to their big free agent signings. Michael Bunting at three years and $4.5 million contract. And Dmitry Orlov, one of the biggest signings of this offseason, a two-year, $7.75 million contract. Your thoughts, Tyler? Um, I, I think this makes Carolina a better team than they were last year. But I just – I don't know what they're doing. I, I think Bunting's a good player. Orlov's a good player. I think Orlov's a little bit overrated because of the, the team that he went to. I think um, his – I don't think he was that insane in Boston, but the, the the stats didn't really back up his play. And I mean, you just signed Kochenkov to an extension last offseason. Um, why are you bringing back both of these guys? Are you going to run three goalies going forward? I get Ronta and Anderson both have their injury concerns, but I mean, right now they're your, your two goalies going forward, which means you're putting Kochenkov back in the AHL, but he's a guy who got a contract extension last offseason, kind of you know, 
securing the fact that he was going to be your starting goaltender in the future. And now you just go out and bring back the two guys. I'm not, I don't think Anderson's bad or Ronta. I mean, they both were solid in the playoffs, but there was no reason to bring both of them back at all. Um, but and actually, I really like, but going on to the Foss, I really like bringing back Foss. He's really good for them. And the money's pretty cheap. But besides yeah. Foss, I'm not a big fan of anything they did. I actually like the Michael Bunting contract because they needed more scoring. And this is how you do it. You bring in someone like Bunting who can score and putting him on the line, maybe it was Fetchnikov or Aho. I think that could really take off. I do really like that Bunting extension or contract. I like the fast extension. I like the Coughlin extension. I think that's underrated. I think Coughlin is a NHLer. He just didn't really get any playing time last year. And who knows, maybe he will this year. It's kind of hard because they do they are stacked in the D core. Um, I think that the big thing here is obviously the Kochenkov situation. Like you re-signed Ranta and Anderson, but Kochenkov is obviously NHL caliber already. And now it's going to be another year before we see him with a full-time job, unless you send Ranta back down to the AHL, which I don't see you do that either, because I think Ranta is still an NHL caliber goaltender at this very minute. Um, the Orlov contract, that one's a bit weird, because if it was a one-year contract, I think this would be a good deal because of what's happening next offseason. You have a lot of players to resign. Aho. Uh, you have, I believe, Teravinen is up too. You have a, um, Natchez up. You have a bunch of players up. Uh, Brayshea, I believe, is also up as well. There's a whole bunch of them that are up next year. Unless the cap goes exponentially like larger, you're kind of screwed here with that Orlov contract. Like, Unless you're trying to trade Slavin and Pesci. And to me, Slavin and Pesci are both way better than Dmitry Orlov. Um, so keeping that in mind, I like the Bunting contract. I like the Faust and Coglin contracts. I do like the Anderson and Ranta contracts if like they didn't have Kochenkov there, but they do have Kochenkov there. So it's like, what are you doing? I do not like that Orlov contract. If it was one year, I would like it. Two years, you're putting yourself on a hole unless nature takes or Aho or one of them takes way less than they should be making. Well, that's kind of confusing. The other thing is they are rumored to sign Tarasenko, but Tarasenko got, just got new agents. So we don't know if that's hundred percent happening anymore. Do I think Carolina is a better team now? Absolutely. Do I think they spent way too much money? Yes. So Tyler taking this into consideration, your, your grade for Carolina. I mean, I, I was really not a big fan of, any of the moves that they really did. Um, I'm going to give them a, a C because I think that they brought in good players that'll make their team better. But the thing is, if they don't win the cup this year or, or next year, and then just Orlov just walks, you know, um, then that contract is going to look like a huge bust. I think that they signed guys that they didn't need to at all. I think they could have easily let um, Ronto walk and brought in a, a cheap third string for um, less than a million if in case Anderson gets hurt. Um, and my one worry with, with the bunting thing is you're potentially kicking somebody out of the top six that probably deserves to be there. You know, the more, the more I think about it, a guy like Tara Vinen probably comes out of the top six now. And, um, you know, that's good for, for your depth. But I mean, I, I think that 
Bunting will get goals for them, but I, I don't think that he's a like the greatest player ever. I think he benefited a lot for playing with guys like Matthews and Delander and Martyr in Toronto. So I, I think the people they brought in were good, but and they're a better team than they were last year. But just personally, if if none of these moves put them over the top, then I think a lot of them are going to be failures. I I think Bunting might be a smidge better in nature, so at this point in time. Because Natchez has never showed up in the playoffs. Meanwhile, Bunting is one of the only Maple Leafs that feels like that do show up in the playoffs. Um, I would give them a C. I think they did some right moves. I think they did some wrong moves. And I think it balances each other out eventually. Uh, moving on to Chicago Blackhawks. Not a lot here. Ryan Donato had a two-year, $2 million cap hit. Corey Perry gets re-signed after he got traded from Tampa. Uh, one year, $4 million. And then Nick Foligno. Bingo also got re-signed after his trade uh, to the Blackhawks. But your thoughts on Chicago? Yeah, I mean, I've said this so many times, is that you just you want to put NHL talent around Bedard. You don't want him playing with AHL guys. And that includes throughout the whole lineup. So, I mean, um, Donato, I thought he was good with the Kraken. I think that the, he actually – I he got way less than I thought. I thought he was at least going to get like two and a half to three. So I think Donato, he'll have a pretty big role over in Chicago. I think that's a good signing. Um, I think Perry, both him and Foligno are going to be good just in terms of making sure you're protecting your young players. And they're both guys who will allow your, your young guys to create, to, uh, to work on the ice, you know, make plays, and they'll be able to, you know, create space for them to do that. So they didn't do a ton, but I, I think everything that they've done so far in this offseason has been really good. I love that Donato contract Donato's actually one of my favorite players in the league super underrated misused almost wherever he goes especially in San Jose when he played there for a year um in Seattle I thought he was a very underrated deaf guy uh middle lineup guy I think he's going to be great in Chicago I think if they put him on that line with Bedard he could really take off um, the Perry and Flingos things, I mean, you need people around Bedard to protect him, and these two guys are some of the toughest in the league. So your thoughts, your grading on Chicago? I mean, I'll, I'll give them a, a C just because they didn't do anything crazy, but they didn't do anything bad. I mean, it might be a little high, but, uh, you know, I've, I really liked everything they've done so far because coming into this offseason, you looked at that roster, and there was, like, five or six like nhl caliber players on there that would be in the nhl and other teams and now i would say most of their lineup right now is nhl caliber players outside of like maybe their fourth line so just and look looking at that i think that they've done a really good job at just making a team that will be able to be competitive in games you know they're probably not going to win a lot of those games but like last year we saw them get blown out a ton and just none of the games were competitive i think they put a team that will be able to compete in a decent amount of the games they play we move or sorry, I didn't give go. Ah, I didn't give the Blackhawks great. Uh, I'm gonna give them a B. I actually really like their signings. I love that Donato signing, and although they didn't do much, they don't really need to do much as they're a rebuilding team. Um, they don't have anything left to ship off, so I think this is great for them. Uh, it's also worth mentioning that Jonathan Taze has not been signed yet, so that's very interesting. Uh, we move on to Colorado. They've had some interesting signings. Uh, Miles Wood, at a six-year, $2.5 million contract. Jonathan Drewen, uh, one-year, $0.825 million, or $1,000. Uh, 
should I say? Uh, Boehm Bri- uh, Bo Byram, uh, two-year, $3.85 million extension. Andrew Cagliano, one year, same pricing as Druin. And Jack Johnson, the legend returns, one year, uh, basically a league minimum contract. Your thoughts on Colorado? Yeah, I love what they've done so far. Um, all, all of these signings to me make sense. I mean, Byron's is just a bridge deal. They got Cogliano for super cheap. And, man, that Druin contract was just – incredible i think that um Drouin is a guy who struggled because he never he didn't really fit in on these montreal teams he was kind of to me he was like that odd man out so in this new kind of regime in montreal and i think he put Drouin in the top six um with like mckinnon and um ranted in i think that he's a guy who could keep up with them and be a great great playmaker for all, all of them i know you hate the mildwood extension or signing um, but I, I think this is a, a great signing for them. I think that two and a half is a pretty cheap price for them. And even though the years might be a lot, that's what teams have to do now. I mean, you look at this contract in three years, this is going to be like a one to one and a half million dollar contract. And he's a guy that could play anywhere up and down the lineup. He's a guy who scored 15 to 20 goals on some really, really bad New Jersey teams. And he's a guy that's going to be able to create space for all of the top guys on the avalanche. And I think that um, I think he's a guy that easily could be placed anywhere in the lineup. And I think he'll be a really, really solid player for the avalanche. So I, I like that contract. I don't know how you like that contract. That contract is not the best 2.5 million. If it was a one year deal. Sure. I know the cap is most likely going to raise, but for six years of miles wood, he is not, that fantastic he is not he should not warrant a six-year contract at 2.5 million dollars he was awful last year he wasn't notable for since the devils and probably 2021 2020-ish I just don't like him as a player I don't think he warrants that contract on the flip side that Jonathan Druin contract is chef's kiss man that drew getting drew in for one year at league minimum is fantastic because he could go off. He needed the change of scenery and he's getting one here. I really do think he could thrive in Colorado. The other extensions, I like the Byron one, obviously the Cogliano one. I think he, if he recovers, I think he's going to be great. Jack Johnson is Jack Johnson. Um, but give your grade for the abs, Tyler. Um, I'm gonna go B plus because I I like all of their signings they did, and they still have some RFAs. They got to sign in in Colton, but I don't think that they did anything drastically terrible. I think Duran will be a solid stop gap piece for a year. You know, he'll probably have a career resurgence, get paid again next offseason. So I really don't hate any of these, and I don't have a reason to give Colorado a bad grade because I, I think that they did a solid job. I'm going to give them a B minus. I really like that Duran uh, deal, but that would that would contract is not it. Um, moving on to Columbus, not a big free agency thing, but they did sign Adam Fentelli to his entry-level deal. Tyler, give him a grade. Well, I mean, Columbus, I, I guess I'll include Severson in there because Severson was kind of their big free agent signing. They just did it a few weeks in advance. So, um, just they they never knew they were gonna sign Fantilli to his entry-level contract. So I mean, 
it's kind of hard to give them a grade, but including Severson in there, um, I'll give them a, a C plus because Fantilli is obviously Fantilli. Severson is not bad. It's just the cap hit and the length is too long, which we've talked about. So, yeah, I give him a. Well, I don't even know a C plus. I'm just gonna go free agency here because we already talked about the Severson stuff. We already know my opinions on the Severson stuff, and this is free agency, so we're gonna talk about that. What happened basically June 30th or July, whatever day it is, the sixth. So just the Fantelli contract, that's an A plus, man. Fantelli's so good. I can't believe the Jackets got him. That's that's an A, that's an A plus right there. That's a banger right there. Um, Dallas, big moves in Texas. Matt Duchesne, a one-year $3 million deal. Uh, Yoel Hanley, a two-year league minimum extension. Sam Steele, one year at league minimum, pretty much. And Gavin Bayruger. At a one-year uh, league minimum deal. Your thoughts on Dallas? And that that Duchesne contract could be so good, and that could really come back to bite Nashville now that he's on a division rival. But I mean, I mean, going down the the center now. I mean, you have Hints, um, you have Duchesne, you have Wyatt Johnston. I mean, um, you got Sagan and Pavelski, two guys who could play center. I think that that top six is going to be super crowded. But that's not the, a terrible thing because now you Dallas's problem in the playoffs a lot was depth scoring. We saw their top guys doing a lot of the playoffs, and now throwing Duchesne there, you know, you're gonna have some odd guys out, but you're gonna be able to play them on the third line and get scoring from there. I thought Sam Steele was great in Minnesota last year. I didn't get why they didn't qualify him. I thought he could have come back and been solid. So I like that signing. Um, Craig Smith is not a good player. Um, I don't care what anybody says I don't like this signing just because he's not a good player and I would not want him in my lineup on an NHL team because he's just he's slow he doesn't really produce anymore he kind of drags back his teammates so that's the only one I don't like but I think I think this is more he's more of like an extra forward I doubt he gets a ton of playing or ice time so uh, outside of the Craig Smith one I think Dallas has has done a really good job in free agency yeah I don't mind the Craig Smith at one year one million dollar because it's not that much and i'm sure they could trade him to someone like chicago and get assets for him if he doesn't work out i love that matt duchene contract probably one of the best of the offseason so far sam Steele could be a big steal uh haha play on words um but yeah he was great in minnesota i don't know why i didn't qualify him and gavin bay river he's a good depth defenseman so yeah exactly uh give dallas a grade I'm gonna give them uh I'm gonna give them a B plus because I mean outside of Duchesne, they didn't sign a ton of they didn't really sign any big name people. I don't I just I don't think the Craig Smith contract is is bad because it's only one million. I just like I said, he's not a good player. He's just one of those guys where I personally don't want him in the lineup because I think he slows them down. But I think Duchesne gives them a ton of flexibility, especially their top nine is up there in the league now. And they didn't do anything bad. To me, the, the most important thing is um, you don't want to give out any bad contracts because we've seen how those could haunt you. And for a team like Dallas, who has so much young talent and has given out bad contracts in the past, them not doing that, I think, is a really, really positive thing. I'm giving them a A because uh, that Matt Duchesne contract is so good. And I really think that Sam Steele contract is really underrated and could be an underrated player going into next season. 
Moving on to Detroit, a massive offseason for them. Oh, boy. Uh, Gustav Lindstrom, one-year league minimum, basically. Matt Luff, league minimum for one year. James Reimer, one-year, $1.5 Justin Hole at three years, $3.4 million. Daniel Sprong, one-year, $2 million. JT Confer, five years, $5.5 million. Alex Lyon for two years at basically one of the league minimum contracts. Shane Gossespierre, one year, $4.125 million. And Christian Fisher, one year, $1.125 million. Massive offseason for Stevie Y. Could be more in the trade market, but let's talk about their free agency. What did you think, Tyler? There are two contracts on here that I like, and that's Sprong and Christian Fisher. I think Sprong was super underrated for the Kraken last year, and getting him at only $2 million is really, really good. And, I mean, Christian Fisher has been such an underrated player, and him barely getting over a million. I mean, this is a guy who could easily score you 30 points on your third or fourth line, and he is such a good teammate, such a good locker room guy that I think he's going to, no matter where Christian Fisher plays, he's going to be a valuable asset. But some of these some of these contracts here, I mean, first of all, I'm just, Ben Sherrod and Justin Hole combined oh. are are getting like ten million dollars, and like that could be just, one of the best defensive pairings in the league. Yeah, right there. yeah. and then Gossespierre. I mean, I I like Shane Gossespierre. I think he's a good player. It's just both of the signings make absolutely no sense. Detroit is to me. Detroit is a team that's still re, still re, rebuilding. A team that wants to get that should be getting younger. And similar to Columbus, they have so many defensemen. I mean, just last year, I mean, they signed uh, Olimata, signed him to an extension. They brought in Jake Wallman, signed him to an extension. And now, and they signed Sherratt last offseason. And I can bring in Gosses Fair and Hole. I mean, you, and then on top of that, you still have Moritz Sider, who's so good. You have um, Edvinson, who should be playing every single day, former first round draft pick, who was, I'm pretty sure he was high Edvinson. He was like a top, like seventh or eighth overall pick. And you also have Gustav Lindstrom, who was a second-round pick a few years ago. So, to me, they're just handing out money to defensemen for no reason, and they're not even to a good player in Justin Hole. I mean, Gossip's first not going to be bad for them, but I don't like that signing. It makes no sense. And then JT Comper, I, I think he's a solid player, but I just think he was so overrated in Colorado um, just because of who he was playing with. I mean – this year was his best year, I think, but he only put up like 50 points. And he's going to be maybe their second line center, probably ending up being their third line center, making five and a half million dollars. I mean, to me, um, a team like Detroit, similar to, you know, like Columbus and the other rebuilding teams, they should be making room for their prospects. And JT Comper, I think this same thing with like Andrew Cobb last year. It's just guys who are going to be taking up space, making a lot of money, and not giving these young chance, young guys a chance to play in the top six. So there are four contracts here that I like, actually. Uh, Christian Fisher, as you mentioned, uh, really good player. Saw him all over the lineup. He's going to be awesome. I'm really surprised the Coyotes didn't bring him back. He was a fan favorite. Um, Daniel Sprong is such a steal at one year, two million. Another player, why I'm confused a team, the original team they didn't bring him back being the Kraken, but he's going to be a steal in that lineup. Um, the other two are the two goaltenders that they signed that you didn't talk about. Alex Lyon basically dragged Florida to the playoffs and only at basically around league minimum on a 
two-year contract. I believe it's two-way. I think that's going to be a great contract for Detroit, and they could flip him uh, if they really want. And James Reimer, I think a lot of people look at the Sharks' um, record and his stats with the Sharks, and they're a little turned off. But Reimer actually played played really well in his first season with the Sharks. Um, He was one of the best players on that team, and then it was a terrible team. Terrible defensively, terrible offensively. And James Reimer was a really good player that helped the Sharks record be a little bit better than it would be without him. I think the controversy surrounding him is obviously another thing that kind of shrouds him and probably what put him in this position to sign a almost uh, $1 million deal for one year. But I think he's actually a good player if you look past the actual person and the uh, terrible stats because of the terrible team that he played uh, behind. Uh, the Gosper deal, if it was with any other team or any team needing defensemen, I think it would be fine. It's just that, as you mentioned, Detroit has so many defensemen now. What the hell are they going to do here? And Justin Hole, that contract has to be one of the worst that was signed this offseason. He is not a great defenseman. I think they that Toronto fans overhate him, but I just don't think he's anything more than a third-pairing defenseman. And the fact that he's given three years at $3.4 million, and like if you pair him with Ben Sherratt, obviously the best defensive pairing in the league, I have to say. Um, that is obviously sarcasm because he's so butt. Um, JT Confer. I like the player, but that's a little bit too much term and a little bit too much money for JT Confer. And as you mentioned, Tyler, after signing Andrew Kopp last offseason, yikes. Um, but grade Detroit. I'm going to go D plus just because um, I, I, I don't think Reimer is a terrible goalie. But to me, outside of Cider and maybe Jake Wallman, that is a really bad just defensive core there. Not in terms of players just playing defense. I mean, Tarot, Hull, Mata, and Gossesfair are, you know, some of those guys are supposed to be defensive defensemen, but they aren't great defensively. And I think that Detroit's going to be a team that gives up a lot of shots and that Reimer is only getting older. And I don't think he's going to be able to, to make as many saves as, you know, he, would, he used to be able to. So... I think that they may sign if they didn't need to. They handed out money that they didn't need to. And they ultimately took away spots from younger guys who, I don't know if, I'm not going to say they deserve to be there, but, you know, guys who should have been able to, to compete for a spot and taken it. Um, but now they're, they're not even going to have the chance to do that because you're going to have older guys who they signed taking, taking that chance away from them. I'm going to give them a D plus as well. I think that Justin Hull contract just makes this a D plus in itself. Um, moving on to Edmonton, Matthias Janmark resigned for a year for one mil. Connor Brown, one year league minimum. Drake Kajula, aka Connor McDavid's best friend, reunites with Connor two years at league minimum. And I'll just mention this one for the kicks Lane Peterson, the absolute legend, uh, two years at league minimum. But all the other ones are kind of basically AHL death signings. Your thoughts on Edmonton? quite off season so far yeah i don't hate any of these but i really love one of them i really like that connor brown signing because his cap is only seven hundred seventy-five thousand, 
um, because of the uh, the exception he gets for being injured all of last season. I, the only um, concern could be is he had a tough injury last year going to a fast team like Edmonton. You know, is he going to be able to keep up um, at the start of the season? But if he's able to produce like he did uh, with Ottawa, I mean, this guy used to be a 20-goal scorer with them on some not-great teams. I think it's a guy who could fit in super well in their top six. So I really like that signing. And other than that, it's all just depth guys. I think Kajula and Peterson are great players, but they'll be fine extra forwards for them. I love that Connor Brown uh, contract. League minimum for a decent player if he's not injured. That's a steal. Um, as you mentioned, the Evers are just AHL guys or deaf guys. Lane Peterson is one of my least favorite players in the NHL. I absolutely hate him. He was atrocious with the Sharks. Uh, and everywhere he goes, he's just atrocious. I pray that the Sharks don't pick him up on waivers because he's bound to be on waivers this year because I do not want a Lane Peterson uh, reunion with the Sharks. But grade Edmonton's offseason, or sorry, trade deadline. Or not trade deadline, free agency. Jesus. Yeah, I'll just I'll go C plus because um, they didn't do anything bad. They made one really good signing in Connor Brown, and they didn't go out and hand out money for no reason, which we've also seen them do in the past. So just in terms of that, they didn't do anything wrong. So C plus. I'll go B minus because I really do like that Connor Brown uh, contract. We move on to Florida. Uh, OEL comes over for a year, two point two five million dollars, and. What was one of the most obvious things that were going to happen? Uh, Gregory Densenko, two years extension with league minimum. Dmitry Kulikov, a year for a mil. Um, and Nico Mikola here for three years at 2.5 million, along with Evan Rodriguez coming over for four years at $3 million cap hit. What did you think of Florida's uh, free agency? I mean, they needed defensemen and they did a, a decent job filling filling it out i think kulikov signing is really good he's a he's a solid defenseman only for one million not terrible i think that um the oel thing i, I feel like they could have gone for a league minimum because he's making so much from vancouver still that the fact that he got over two million i'm not like the biggest fan of because i i don't think he's that great anymore um one contract I don't really like is the Mikola one. I don't think Mikola is a bad player. I just think that three years, two point five million for kind of a, a sixth defenseman, isn't the the best thing in the world. I think, you know, if it was like two years at like one and a half, two million, that's kind of where he fits in. So that's the one I'm not a big fan of. And actually, I like the Evan Rodriguez contract. I mean, I think that, um, that he didn't really have a place in in Colorado because he was kind of all over the place in Colorado, in my opinion, and he was good for them there, but um, he kind of, they put him at center at wing first line, fourth line. I think that he kind of needs some stability, some line mates in Florida. Um, so I, I don't think this is a bad contract at all. I mean, you're playing 3 million for a guy that you know is going to get you 15 goals and 30 to 40 points. So I think that's just a solid contract right there. I love that Evan Rodriguez deal. He was so good at Pittsburgh. Obviously, Colorado is tough because um, you have some of the best players in the league over there. But I really like this contract. The Kulikov contract is good as well. OEL, a bit too much, but it's only a year, so I'm not stressing over that. I do not like that Nico Mikola contract. I don't think he's worth $2.5 um, It's like the Miles Wood thing again. 
like it's kind of long and it's at a cap hit that's kind of expensive for this type of player. So I don't really care for that contract. Grade Florida though. Um, yeah, I'll give them a, a C because I mean they didn't do anything too crazy. And outside of Mikula, I, I think all of the, the contracts they gave out were pretty reasonable and, and solid. Um, I, I don't think they're as good of a team as last year, even though they just went to to the cup. I think that they're going to take a step back this year. Um, but uh, I I don't think that they did a terrible job. And like I said, they didn't hand out any crazy money. So I'll go see. I'm going to go see as well. I really like that Rodriguez contract. And the other ones are pretty good, except for the Mikel one, which kind of balances out the Rodriguez one for me. So I'll go see. I don't think they'll be as good as last year either, especially with the departure of Gudis. We move on to the LA Kings. We are we obviously all know about Pierre-Luc Dubois and the trade and what happened, but they had a quiet little offseason. Besides that, Cam Talbot is their new goalie. Uh, one year, one million. He's going to be with Phoenix Copley. Uh, Anderson Dolan, one year league minimum. Trevor Lewis reunites with the Kings, one year league minimum. And Anze Kopitar signing his extension today, two years at a $7 million cap hit. Your thoughts on LA? Yeah, I mean they didn't. They weren't really able to do a lot because they didn't have any money. Um, I like the Talbot signing because it's it's cheap, and I know Talbot wasn't great last year in Ottawa, but he was really good for Minnesota a few years ago. It was a pretty solid team. The Kings are a solid defensive team, so you know if you could just put up, you know, we saw Copley get a ridiculous amount of wins putting up a 900 save percentage if Talbot can just put up you know like a, a 900 to 910 somewhere in there that'll be solid and you know if him or Copley struggles I don't know why it's not on there but they did sign uh Dave Riddich who I know you don't like but I don't think Riddich is a terrible third string goalie so I think that he's a guy if if Talbot or Copley struggles they could bring him up from the AHL and he could be an okay for them um uh, Trevor Lewis, I like bringing him back because the Kings, you know, with Ayafalo and Velarde and Kupari all gone now, they need penalty killers. And, you know, that's Lewis's job right now. He was solid in Calgary last year, nothing crazy, but his job is not going to be to score. When he's in the lineup, which will not be a ton, I don't think he's going to be, I think he's kind of their 13th forward now. But when the Kings need uh, some strong penalty killing, they're going to look for him to be in the lineup and do that. So I, I like bringing him back on league minimum. And the Kopitar contract extension just recently happened. I love that. I mean, I think this is his last big payday. Once this contract ends, I think he's going to just take a bunch of, you know, cheap contracts to stay with LA. I like that Kopitar extension. I think that's a great extension. I like that. I love the Cam Talbot signing, actually. He was so good in Minnesota. I think um, in Ottawa, he didn't have a team in front of him to begin with. And also he was injured. So I think he's going to play really well for LA. Uh, Lewis and Dolan. I think, you know, they're they're good league minimum deals, and I think Lewis is going to fit back in well with L.A. So how would you grade L.A.'s offseason? Or, sorry, I mean, uh, agency? I mean, I'll give them a B just because what they did was good, but they like they didn't have any money to spend on the big names. So what they did was solid, but because they didn't bring in anybody crazy, it's hard to give them higher than that. Uh, I'm giving him a B plus because I actually really like that Cam Talbot uh, contract and the Kopitar extension isn't bad as well. Um, moving on, lots of moves for Minnesota. Absolutely nothing, we mean. But you know what? We're going to mention the trade that they made right now because there is nothing else to talk about with Minnesota. So 
Minnesota acquired uh, Patrick Maroon uh, from Tampa Bay for a seventh round pick. And that was their big move. Your thoughts on Minnesota? Yeah, this guarantees that the Wild are going to go to the Cup. So congrats on them for finally making out of the first round. <laughs> but I, they didn't have any money to spend on anybody um, because of the two buyouts. Um, so, you know, it's not like – I guess it's kind of the, the front office's fault for buying them out, but I feel like they didn't really have a choice. So Minnesota's kind of stuck until those two contracts come off the books. But Maroon's not a bad player. I mean, he was really important for Tampa in those playoff runs, and especially for St. Louis when they won it all. So I think he's a good lot guy. I think he fits Minnesota really well. So I really like that trade, and they got him for cheap. Yeah, not a bad trade at all. I like it. Good death forward. Um, great. I mean, just because they didn't do anything, I'll, I'll go a D. I mean, the trade was good, but they didn't do anything, so. I'm going to go C because I like the trade, but they can't really do that much because of their cap. And we all know about the terrible buyouts that they are facing. Uh, it's also worth noting, I forgot to completely mention, um, Stephen Lawrence went to Florida. Uh, we'll discuss the return for the other team uh, when we get to them, but honestly, it doesn't really change the grade for me. So we'll move on to Montreal. Uh, not a lot here either. Uh, they did uh, sign David Reinbacker to his uh, entry-level deal. They also re-signed Harvey Pinard to a two-year $1.1 million cap hit. Besides that, not a lot here. Um, besides, they did uh, trade away Joel Edmondson finally. Um but they didn't get anything back for that, basically, uh, that they can put on the ice right now. Your thoughts on Montreal? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's totally fine that they didn't do anything. Um, I'd much rather than Montreal just sit back. and Because you know you're not going to be good this year. You don't want to spend money on guys who are just going to take the spots of these young players, kind of like what Detroit's doing. And I mean, they have veteran guys there. I mean, they have Mike Hoffman. They have Josh Anderson, you know. So they didn't need to go out and spend money on veterans. And they're going to let these young guys kind of take over and see what they have in this core right now. Um, I like Redbacker. I think he's going to be good. So I think it's good to make to get him as ELC signed. They also brought back Harvey Pinard, who I love. I think he's such an underrated player. And they got him for really cheap. And the Edmondson trade, I mean, you know, you're going to have um, – Ryan Backer, you're going to have Lane Hudson, you know, it's just a way to clear out room so these young defensemen can actually get into the lineup and play. And I think that getting a third pick back for him was solid because Edmondson's, you know, he's not, I don't think he's a terrible player, but I think getting a third for him is a solid return. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, I don't really have that much to add. Tyler, go ahead and grade them. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to give him a C minus because they didn't do anything. Uh, besides um, the Rhinebacker and bringing back Harvey Pinard. But, you know, that's that never necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think the best thing that they could have done was just sit back and, and you know, n- not overpay for anybody, which they did. I'm going to give them a C because, again, they ain't really do anything, but that's a good thing. And also, Rhinebacker needs to stop all the hate. That, no, like, stop with the hate. It's, it's a fine pick, like – I don't know if Mitch Cobb was even going to go there. 
Um, Nashville is next. Uh, and this is Barry Trott's first offseason and first free agency. Let's see how he did. Ryan O'Reilly, four-year, $4.5 million contract. Luke Shen with three years, $2.75 million. Cody Glass ex- extends his contract two years at $2.5 million. And Alex Carrier, one year, $2.5 million. Your thoughts on the Predators? Yeah, I don't know why this one uh, isn't listed, but they also signed Gustav Nyquist. I don't remember exactly what the money was, but I know it was two yeah. years. I don't know why it's not there. Uh, Gustav Nyquist, what was the term again? I know it was two years. I don't remember the money exactly. But okay. um, outside of the Luke Shen contract, I really like all of these. I don't like that Luke Shen contract at all. I thought he was going to get Leaf minimum, honestly. And he got almost $3 million and for three years. Um, I don't think Luke Shen's a bad player, um, but I just – I don't really get this. But, you know – Outside of that, I know people don't really like the O'Reilly signing, but I think this is a really smart sign for Nashville. First of all, you got him for cheap. Second of all, he's a great locker room guy, and I think that's what Trotz is trying to do. He brought in a lot of really, really good and responsible players both on and off of the ice. Um, I think his main thing was kind of just clearing out that locker room. That's why he got rid of Johansson, got rid of Duchesne. You know, I, you know, personally, I don't know what goes on inside that locker room, but I don't think Duchesne was the greatest guy in there. And I think having super responsible veterans like O'Reilly, Shen, and Nyquist are going to be really, really good for Nashville. And I, I like the O'Reilly signing because it's nothing crazy. And uh, I think they needed centers after getting rid of Duchesne and Johansson. And I, I think O'Reilly is going to be really solid for them. I um, love that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, Carrier, who they brought back, I think he's a pretty underrated defenseman. And Cody Glass, I think he's going to have a big year. We saw his potential at the end of last year, and I think he's just starting to break out. I love that Cody Glass extension, let me tell you. I think he's a very underrated player in the NHL. I think um, they're going to be happy of this contract. I like the O'Reilly deal. I love the Nyquist deal. I think Nyquist is super underrated at this point in his career, and I think bringing him into Nashville and pairing him with someone like Cody Glass could really raise their stocks. Um, Luke Shen, I don't think it's a big deal. I I don't mind that three almost $3 million cap it. I think he's better from, than someone who got around the same deal like Miles would. But again, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, give Nashville and Barry Trotz his first grade as a GM. Yeah, also um, Nyquist's uh, AV is 3.185 for the two years. So just barely over 3 million. That's I fire. think it's a very solid contract. I really like what they did. I'm going to go B plus um, just because the one thing I wasn't a huge fan of is the Luke Shen one, but um, I'm not going to say it's terrible because he's a good player. The term, it might look bad towards the end of that contract, but you know, maybe they can get out of it. But they did, I think that they did a, a good job of all of the free agents that they signed and uh, I, I think Nashville is going to be a super underrated team next year. We move on, or I didn't give them a grade. Yeah. Am I tripping out? A minus for me. I actually really like that Nyquist extension, and I like the O'Reilly contract as well, the Cody Glass peak. Um, New Jersey Devils. <laughs> uh, Nathan Bastion returns two years, $1.35 million. Eric Schalgren, one-year league minimum. Michael McLeod, one-year, $1.4 million. And they also acquired Colin Miller from Dallas. Uh, your thoughts on the Devils? I mean, they didn't 
bring anybody in besides Calgary and who will be in the AHL. Um, I think that they got Bastion and McLeod at really solid price. I think both of those guys are pretty underrated depth pieces for them. But besides that, I think that they, they want to make sure that they don't give out some really insane contracts because you're going to have a lot of these big names on the books for a long time. And you, you don't want any of your big names to, to leave in, in four or five years when they need new contracts. So I, I think they were responsible with their money. So I, I like that they didn't give out anything crazy. Yeah, I don't really have that much to add. Colin Miller's a good depth defenseman. Uh, go ahead and grade them. Um, yeah, I'll give them a C because they didn't do anything. But I think that not doing anything is never a bad thing, especially for the Devils with coming off the season they had. And bringing back Bastion and McLeod is both good for their depth. I'll give them a C plus. <laughs> Nothing really special, but the Miller trade was not bad at all. We move on to the island. And on the island, they handed out some big money contracts. Scott Mayfield, seven years at $3.5 million. Ilya Sorokin, eight years at 8.25 mil. Pierre Engvall. With the two-week no-movement clause, one of the best things ever, seven years at $3 million, along with Julian Gauthier, two years league minimum. Your thoughts on your Islanders, Tyler? Yeah, I don't know why two contracts are included here. The Varlamov extension isn't here. He got four years, 2.75. And then Carson Kuhlman got a, a one-year minimum contract, two-way contract. Um, I, I know the people say that they hate um, what's Lou's doing if you're not an Islanders fan you have to understand that the Islanders have zero cap space they have zero cap flexibility at all and Lou did an amazing job of getting these guys on on low cap hits Mayfield it might be a little bit long I do think it's a long contract but I think that if he was getting three or four years he easily would have gotten north of four million if we look at some of the contracts these defensemen were getting and by the time this you get into that and Mayfield's not a bad player. I think he'll be good for the next three or four years. Once you get to that fifth, sixth year, he's not, I think he's going to regress, but I mean, he's a stay-at-home defenseman and it's for stay-at-home defenseman, you know, um, they might regress a little bit, but usually they stay solid and sound defensively and the cap will be almost a hundred million by the time this contract expires. And that three and a half will look more like one and a half. So I'm not concerned about that. Engvall, Engvall is so underrated. Him, that second line last year, Paul Mary, Brock Nelson, and Engvall was so good. And he would have gotten over $4 million for a shorter term. So keeping the cap hit down is so huge. Um, the only one I'm not a huge fan of is Varlamov. But I don't think Varlamov is bad. And you're also getting to the point where he's going to be playing 20 games a year because you're going to have Sorokin starting over 60 games every year. So the, the, year, the, the years in the cap might be a little high. But I'm not too concerned about it. Um, because I think Varlamov will still be a solid goalie. And the Sorokin contract, I love that extension because I think we're going to see Hellebuck get over $9 million next offseason. I think we're going to see Shesterkin get over $9 million on his next contract. I think keeping that number under 8.5 is so, so good. So I, I love that extension. And, you know, by the time that contract gets into the 6th, 7th, 8th year, we're going to see the cap go up, and we're going to start seeing all these goalies getting $10 million. So I think this contract is going to look like a steal in a few years, and on, and the oh the the new uh, signings Gautier, I think this is super low risk high reward. Um, the Islanders have been lacking speed for a while, and Gautier is so fast. 
I don't even care if he misses every single breakaway. It's just going to be nice seeing a few breakaways during the game. And um, I actually, uh, I like the Carson Coleman one. I, he'll start in the AHL, but the Islanders have been lacking center depth also. And I think he's a solid um, depth center for them. I love that Sorokin contract. I absolutely love it. I think that's a steal for Sorokin. I actually like most of these contracts except one, but we'll get to that. I think the Engvall uh, extension is, is could also be a steal. I know people think it's a bit long, but I think he's actually a really good player. The Gauthier contract, such a steal at league minimum. He's super fast. He just needs to finish better. I think he could really do so on the island. Um, the Varlamov contract, not bad. Again, he's getting older, but it's not bad. Scott Mayfield extension, I don't really care for. I just think that's a little bit too long. I think that's the only bad thing about it. I just don't like that term. Um, but the Islanders, give your team a grade. Um, I'm going to go B+, plus just because um, most of the signings, most of the extensions were good. Um and, you know, Lou didn't go out and give out some some crazy money, which he wasn't really even able to because uh, he has no cash space to work with. So I'm excited. I know he has a trade up the sleeve. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know, like, the specifics of it, but there was a reason he gave Engvall that two-week no-trade thing. It There's got to be a reason for it because Lou, Lou doesn't let anything get out, but Lou has an extremely, extremely smart hockey brain. And if that thing is in there, then I think it's in there for a reason. So I, I really do believe Lou has a trade up his sleeve. So I'm excited to see what that, that's about. I'm going to give him a B. I like everything, but that Mayfield term a bit long. But everything else I really love. Move on to the Rangers. Interesting ones here. Blake Wheeler, league minimum for one year. Jonathan Quick, basically a league minimum for one year. Nick Bonino, one year at almost league minimum as well. Tyler Pitlick, league minimum for one year. And Connor Mackey, one year league minimum. Your thoughts on the Rangers? I'm so sad that Connor Mackey is, is a Ranger. I mean, why do you have to leave Arizona? Him, he, he was supposed to be part of the dynasty. But um, they they did a really good job filling out their depth for really, really cheap. Um, Especially getting Wheeler for that cheap. Um, like I don't expect Blake Wheeler to be the player he used to be, but I think he could easily put up 50 points next year. Still be only making $800,000 is really good. Benino and Pitlick are both solid death signings and they got them both for under a million, which is great. The only one I don't like at all is Jonathan Quick. I'm so happy to see him on the Rangers because that's, that's a free loss in the stags every time he starts. The Rangers have an awful defense. The dude was putting up um, giving up five goals a game with the, the Kings, who have a solid defense in front of him. He's given up four goals a game when he was playing behind Vegas, who won the Stanley Cup, <laughs> playing um, behind the, the Rangers defense. This dude is going to put up an, an 860 save percentage there. Shesterkin might legitimately play 75 games next year. I think um, that the, you know, the Rangers hope that they could get like at just like an 890 save percentage out of quick for 15 games but like i think he's worse than halak i think they should have brought back halak for for this price um so i just i don't understand the i get a quick's like mindset if he goes to play for his hometown team but the rangers i don't understand bringing him in at all because 
you could have easily gotten a better goalie for way, way cheaper. And you're going to be forcing Shesterkin to play, play a ton, a ton of games. And that's the last thing that you want to do because you don't want him getting hurt and you don't want him tired for the playoffs. Let's just all uh, acknowledge Tyler's saltiness because Jonathan Quick won a, another cup before his Kings did or the Islanders did. So congratulations to Jonathan Quick one more time. Anyway, um, I love that Blake Wheeler contract. I think getting him at league minimum is great. Nick Benino, I can tell you from a San Jose fan, he's such a great locker room guy, and the Rangers are going to really love him, especially in the locker room that most likely needs a little bit of fixing. Um, Mackey, such a steal. I think he could be an awesome player for the Rangers. Pitlake, you know, okay. Jonathan Quick, I mean, I think he's better than Jarl Halak at this point, who was the prior a uh, Rangers backup. I think he's I better think- than Halak. At this point of time, yeah. Halak was atrocious last season. Did you watch him at all? I mean, he wasn't great, but at least he He put over 900 save percentage. I mean, it's not like a big margin. I just think Quick's better than Halak at this point. Halak hasn't even gotten a contract yet. So, there you go. Um, And he's making less than what Halak did, too. So... I think that's good. Um, yeah, not not bad for the Rangers. Give him a grade, Tyler. Um, I said quick. I'll give him a I'll give him a B minus because I really like all of the signings that they did because they were cheap and they were good depth. But the I'm I'm really happy to see Quick on the Rangers because in the tight Metro division, it's gonna be really nice seeing them lose every single game that he starts. So I'll, I'll take the the free the free losses every time he starts, but. Um, besides Quick, they did a really good job so far in this offseason. I'm giving them an A-. minus. I really like all their signings. I like how they're league minimum, so they're not wasting cap. And easily, if they fall contention somehow, they can just flip all these guys for decent uh, paybacks. We go on to the Ottawa Senators. They have yet to move to Brinkett at the time of this recording, but probably when we release this, he'll probably be traded doing our luck. Uh, but Eric Bransom, uh, one year, $2 million. Jacob Bernard Docker, two years at almost league minimum. Jonas Corposalo at five years, $4 million. Travis Hamnick gets a two-year extension worth 1.1 mil. And Zach McEwen gets a three-year league minimum contract today. Your thoughts on Ottawa? Yeah, I I don't hate any of these moves that they made. I just don't think any of them were that great. I mean, Bernard Docker, I think it's going to be really solid D for them. I like Brandstrom. I think he's, I think if he breaks out, he could be really good. My only issue with Corpusalo is I think it's a little bit too long. I don't think the money is bad at all. The only thing that that worries me is that I think Corpusalo is a fine, like one B guy, but he's kind of going to be their main starter for a while because they don't really have um, like a, a franchise goalie or even like a star goalie kind of in their, their, uh, their depth or in you know their minors I, I think that they need to draft a goalie and uh really develop a guy but I think that Corpus is going to be their main guy now for the next five years and I don't think he's a bad goalie I just don't think that he's a guy that you should be relying on as your 1A especially for the next five years the Hamannick thing I, I think he got higher than I suspected I was not expecting him to get over a million I thought he was just gonna get like a vet minimum for a year I'm surprised he got two years also um 
but I don't think that Hamannick's a terrible player. I don't think he's what he used to be, but um, I, I don't think that he hurts them. The only one I don't like at all is Zach McEwen. Zach McEwen is not a good hockey player. Zach McEwen brings nothing to any NHL team. I don't understand why they want him. I don't understand why they give him three years. I don't care that it's 775000 <laughs> The guy brings nothing to the team. That's a king's legend. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the guy is not a good player. I mean, he does he doesn't even fight. Like he's supposed to be a physical guy. He barely fought. The only time I saw him fought was when he fought Char when he was on the Flyers and got absolutely destroyed in 30 seconds. So um I like all of the contracts except McEwen because I'm telling you, Senators fans, 10 games into the season, you're gonna be like, why is this guy in the lineup? Take this guy out of the lineup. And hopefully you don't have to deal with that for three years. Hopefully he's on waivers by the time. Uh, before the season ends and somebody else takes him. Um, well, huh, I like most signings. I don't think McEwen at league minimum is bad because they can just send him to the A. Uh, Hamnick, not too bad of an extension. I love that Bernard Docker extension, league minimum for two more years. Heck yeah. And Eric Brandstrom, not a bad player at all. That Corpus Solid deal. I don't mind the cap hit, but for five years, oh, I don't know. That's a little bit too long. But overall, not a terrible offseason for Ottawa. Just, uh, wow, that Corpus Allo term is, uh, um, go ahead and give them a grade. Yeah, I'm going to go C plus because they didn't do anything crazy. Um, the Corpus Allo's contract is solid just a little bit too long. But because they didn't do anything crazy, um, it's kind of hard to give them a really high grade. Um, I'm gonna give them a C plus. I just don't like that corpus all term, but everything else is fine. Nothing really like above average, really. Uh, moving on to Philly, uh, they had a couple signings: Ryan Paling, one year, one point four million dollars; Garnet Hathaway, two years, two point three seven five million. And Mark Stahl, the legend himself, year for $1.1 million. Your thoughts on the Flyers? Yeah, these are all just like to fill out their roster. I don't dislike any of these signings because, you know, none of them are a lot of money, a lot of years. But, um, you know, the Flyers, they, they need to fill out their roster because they're not going to be having um, all of their prospects up in the lineup this season. I think they're going to have a decent amount of them up, but none of these guys are going to really take away from that. And I actually like the Mark Stahl one a lot because, you know, they have some really solid defensemen, um, young defensemen coming up to play, especially Cam York. And I think that Mark Stahl has done a really good job on a lot of the teams he's played for, especially um, uh, when he was with the Rangers and Fox was there. He mentored Fox. When he went to Detroit, you know, he was with Cider. Um, I think he did a good job there. And he was really good. He was really solid in Florida last year. So I think for a, a young team, a young defensive core, I think Stahl is going to be a, a really solid guy for their locker room. Yeah, I don't mind that Stahl contract at all. Um, Paling, actually, he was really decent in Montreal. Pittsburgh, you know, kind of hitting away as a deaf guy, and he could really bounce back in a rebuilding organization like Philly. And the halfway contract, don't mind that at all, especially for a rebuilding team. So give Philly a grade. Yeah, I was going to go C because nothing crazy, but they didn't have to do anything crazy because they're not looking to compete. And the guys that they brought in, um, they'll contribute, and they'll, I think they'll fit the, their roles nicely. I'm going to go C as well. Nothing really out of the blue. Nothing really awesome. 
Uh, moving on, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Big offseason for Kyle Dubas's first year here. Uh, Noah Chari, three years at $2 million. Tristan Jari at five years, $5.37 million. Alex Nadelkovich at one year, $1.5 million. Ryan Graves, uh, six years at $4.5 mil. Lars Eller, two years, $2.45 mil. Yona Kapanen, or Kopanen, uh, two years at league minimum. And Will Butcher, one year at league minimum. Your thoughts on the Penguins? Uh, it's so nice to see that nothing has changed with the Penguins, even with the Dubis coming in. Um, I will say, I don't think that the, the Achari contract is bad. I actually like that one. I think getting it for $2 million is really, really solid price. Um, there's some of these other contracts. Whew. First of all, Tristan Chari. <laughs> this guy is not even liked by your fans. Not a single person in your fan base wanted this guy back. And you bring him back, not just for $5 million, for over, not just for five years, for over $5 million. This contract is going to age horribly. Jari's a He's not even like he used to be solid regular season goalie and you just choke in the playoffs, but he legitimately cost them a chance at the playoffs last year against the Blackhawks. He passed the puck right to Athens to see you. And that literally put their season away. Um, this guy just chokes in the big moments. And um, I, I really don't like this contract at all. The Nadelkovich one, I think is, is solid though. I think he'll probably be their backup. I don't know what's going on with the Smith. Is he still there? Who? Casey the Smith. I don't know. I asked the same question to a Penguins fan, and not even they know. <laughs> yeah, so who knows what's going on with the Smith? I think Nadalkovich, he needed the change of scenery. He had a rough year in Detroit. I think he'll start on – if the Smith is still there, I think he starts on a Wilkes-Barre, but eventually takes over. Um, the Eller one, the one thing I don't like about this Eller contract is I, I feel like the money is a little bit too much. I, I think Eller is a fine kind of like fourth-line center – but I, I just feel like he's a guy that easily they could have just they could have given a million and a half to two million to another guy who would have done a similar thing as Eller's gonna do. And I really don't like this Graves contract. I don't think Graves is a bad player. I just think six years, four point five million is way, way too much. Um, especially they they have so much money handed out in that defense. Um, between Latang, Petrie, Jan Ruda, um, Marcus Patterson, and now uh Ryan Graves, I just think that they gave him way too much when they didn't really need to at all. So some of these contracts I really like, and some of them I just think are awful. Well, let's see the ones that I like first. Noel Chari for three years, two mil. Really good deaf guy. Really good deaf guy. Lars Eller at two years, 2.45. Good third line center. And that's something the Penguins really needed as more deaf. I also like the Ryan Graves contract. I'm going to be honest here. I like it. I uh, Maybe it's a little bit too much, but I do like Graves. I thought he was really good in Colorado. I think he was one of the most underrated defensemen in New Jersey. I think he was better than most of them, including Kevin Ball, um, who is a Trey Matthews favorite. Um, and then we go on to the two goaltending pro- or contracts, and they are so atrocious. Tristan Jari at five years between like at five million oh oh no he's not a great goaltender he loves giving the pucks up we saw it in the islanders in the 2021 series we saw it in chicago this past year they just if he didn't give up that goal they would have been in the playoffs like 
oh, he's so bad. And then they back him up with a even just so bad. Alex Dedelkovich, he's so bad. He had to get shipped down to A this past season. Like, ah, oh, terrible goaltending decisions by Kyle Dubas. He hasn't really hit on a lot of Kyle or he hasn't really hit on a lot of goaltending uh, signings besides uh, Ilya Simstonov. But Tyler, rank the Penguins. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the C plus because I just feel like the bad here outweighs the good. Like, well, it doesn't matter who you bring in if you're gonna have Jari, you know, costing you a bunch of games. I think they easily could have gone out and got a better goalie. Um, not even just they could have looked at anywhere. I think that there's some solid goalies available on the trade market also. And they could have gotten um and they could have signed, I think, a better goalie for cheaper in free agency. So um, to me, the bad here outweighs the good. As good as some of these signings are, he said Acharya is really solid. I don't, not really, not a big fan of the great signing because I think they spent way too much money on defense. The Penguins, even if they send ship out Petrie, I think that'll make it a little bit better. But I was re- really, really not a fan of a lot of the things that Davis has done in this first uh, off season as the head of the Penguins. I would give him a C minus. I think that Jari extension is awful. I think that Nadelkovich contract is awful. Just awful goaltending choices. We move on to the San Jose Sharks, uh, who have not had a terribly busy offseason, but Kyle Burrows comes in for three years at 1.1 mil. Mackenzie Blackwood signs two years, 2.35 mil. Ryan Carpenter at league minimum for a year. Jamil Smith, uh, two years at... 8 million and then Anthony Duclair also traded to the Sharks from the Florida Panthers. Sorry, that was Giovanni Smith uh for the Sharks. Uh, but as I mentioned, Anthony Duclair also comes over. Um, your thoughts on the Sharks. I really like the Kyle Burroughs signing it. Um uh, I I watched him a, a ton when he was in the Islanders system. I remember seeing him at all the training camps. He was a pretty hyped up prospect for us. He never really got a shot. But he was really solid in Vancouver, especially a Vancouver team who wasn't super sound defensively. Um, I think that he did a solid job there holding his ground. And he they got him for super cheap, three years, maybe a little much, um, especially when a lot of the uh, the young defensive prospects they have coming to the lineup. But I think he's a guy who you could just send down or even look to trade. So I don't hate that one. Carpenter and Smith are, are both depth things. I mean, they'll probably get into a decent amount of games because – um, I miss the Sharks. I mean, they're not looking to compete this year. <laughs> um, the only one I'm not a big fan of is Blackwood. I really don't think they should have given him two years. They should have given him one year because I think that they should have just given him, you know, this is your chance. If you can put up decent numbers on here, um, we'll look to bring you back. I just don't get, get giving him this, the second year there because if he's if he has a rough year this year, you're not going to really want to bring him back next year. You're going to want to look on to see who is your franchise bully. Because chances are you go into this year with Blackwood and Kakinen. Um, if Blackwood does good, you know, you keep bringing him back for another year. Kakinen is most likely gone. But, you know, now that you signed him for two years, if he's bad, you're kind of stuck with him next year instead of, you know, moving on and trying to find out who is your goalie in the future. Yeah, I don't like McKenzie Blackwood, but we're going to put that right past us because I do like the ever signings. I don't mind the ever signings. And Anthony Duclair, I don't care. I Like, I'm going to miss... Uh, Stephen Lawrence, I don't care whatever people say. 
because I think that's a steal of a trade. I think Duclair is exactly what they need. They need some more scoring for right now, you know, not looking to compete, but looking not to be as atrocious as last year. Anthony Duclair, baby. The Duke is in San Jose. So now we got the fresh Prince of San Jose and we got the Duke of San Jose. It's it's going to be fire, baby. Let's go. Um, but in all seriousness, I besides McKenzie Blackwood, really good signings and trades by the Sharks. Give him a great tally. Yeah, I mean, just to see because nothing crazy, but nothing really too terrible. Um, so it, it's what well, you think it should be better than that. I mean, the the best thing they did was they do bring in a Duclair. I mean, they didn't sign, they didn't really uh sign anybody crazy. So it's just it's hard to give them a really good grade. I'll go up to C plus. They'll get a C plus. I'm going with a B. I I love that Duclair trade. I think that's just such a steal. And, like, you know, they didn't really need to do anything. If they had done nothing, I think Sharks fans would have been fine. But getting Anthony Duclair, it's pretty fire. Um, Seattle is next. Um, you know, they brought in Brian Dumlin. Two years and 3.15 mil. Taylor Yamamoto, a year for 1.5. And the legendary Connor Carrick, big Tyler Cast fan as well. Um, Tyler, go ahead. Connor Carrick is a steal. Uh, we're rooting for you, Connor. I, you're probably not listening to this, but go go take over. Go get make the NHL this year. Um, but even if you're not, um, we'll come see you in Coachella. Big big Connor Carrick fans. Um, point per game, just so you know, one of the this the only other defenseman that was a point per game last year besides Connor Carrick was Eric Carlson. So it's kind of those two in their category, all alone point per game defenseman last season. Um, the Yamamoto, I really, really like that one. I think he's a guy who could really succeed in Seattle, um, go go into his hometown. He kind of has that fire under him to kind of revitalize himself after a really, really tough year in Edmonton. So I think that contract could be a steal. The one I'm not a big fan of is the Dumoulin one. I feel like um, Dumoulin is going to be the Susie replacement, and I think Susie's a better player. Um, but, you know, Dumoulin and Schultz were one of the best defensive pairs uh, in the league and Schultz who kind of struggled before coming to Seattle had a really solid year last year so maybe bringing those two together maybe do one could bounce back and kind of revitalize his career in Seattle I don't know also did we talk about Decord six nation yet I believe we did oh. I believe we did yeah. Um, but Joey Decord also resigned for two years at 1.2 mil Brian Dumlin I don't like that signing I just think he, he's worse than Susie I like the Yamamoto signing and Carrick signing. Can't hurt. Give him a great Tyler. Um, I mean, considering that Connor Carrick is top two defenseman in the league, it's hard not to give him an A plus. But um, I'll, I'll give him a I'll give him a C because I don't think anything was terrible. I think some of these are super um, can have a super high reward. I think that you know, worst case scenario is Dumoulin is just you know an average defenseman. Um, and Yamamoto just puts up like 20 points. But best case scenario, maybe Dumoulin returns back to an old form and becomes a really, really solid top four defenseman for them. And, you know, Yamamoto becomes like he's supposed to be and scores 20 goals for them. So I think that, you know, even if these signings don't really work out for them, they're not going to be too detrimental because they're not terribly long. Yeah, I'm going to give them a B-. I don't like the Dumoulin deal but the Yamamoto deal is pretty fire 
I'm going to kind of go faster because this is getting a little bit long. Um, St. Louis did nothing. Let's give them a grade. Yeah, I mean, D. They brought in, uh, they brought back Mackenzie, Matt Kern, Kane's Whoa. legend. But yeah, they did nothing. Grade? A D. Yeah, I give them a D. They didn't do anything. Um, Tampa, a lot of minor guys. Connor Sherry at three years, two mil. Josh Archibald, two years, league minimum. Luke and Denning, two years, league minimum. Um, and Calvin DeHaan at a one-year league minimum contract. Your thoughts? Um, I love the Sherry one. I think that he's a pretty underrated player, and $2 million is is solid for him. And, I mean, you know, Tampa, a team not with a ton of cap space, I think they did a solid job replacing Maroon and Perry. I don't think Archibald and Glendaning are as good, but they're fine replacements for league minimum. I mean, DeHaan's a fine depth uh, defensive signing for them. Luke Lundenning is such a Tampa guy. I think that's such a great signing by Tampa. Connor Sherry, not a bad one. Three years, a little bit too long, but uh, not bad for Sherry. And the everyone's not really like big names or anything big. Give Tampa a grade. Yeah, I mean, just go C plus because I think they did a, a solid job kind of replacing the guys who left. Um, and they they didn't do anything too bad so you know it's hard to give them a really bad grade but so see yeah i'm gonna give them a b um pretty good deals uh toronto uh they tried to do something here um ryan reeves at three years 1.35 million per year john klingberg one year at four million tyler batuzzi one year at 5.5 mil max domi at one year three mil Dylan Gambrella at one year league minimum. Your thoughts on Toronto? I like the Domi and Bertuzzi contracts. The only issue with them is they're both going into Toronto. They're going to play top six minutes with Matthews, Marner, Lee, Nylander, Tavares, and they're going to put up a lot of points and the cap's going to go up and they're going to get paid. So to me, these signings are for one year, which if you're Toronto, you know, whatever, you'll take their production for one year. But if they don't win the cup, then it's, you know, uh, I, these con- these signings are kind of going to be forgotten. We're just for Bertuzzi, you're going to be like, oh, remember that year he's on Toronto? Domi, we just kind of expect him to be on a different team every year. So um, they also signed the worst forward in the NHL, and Dylan Gambrell, who also brings absolutely nothing to the table. So um, if if Toronto fans, they're they're gonna they're gonna make sure that that he hears it when he does absolutely nothing for them. Um, the Reeves and Klingberg contracts are awful. Reeves, they literally gave him $1.3 million to yell in the locker room <laughs> and fight every two weeks. Um, Reeves is not a good player. I don't care what anybody says. You know, you have enforcers now who will fight, but they're, you know, they could keep up with the game and they could score. Um, Reeves can fight, he can hit, but he cannot skate. He can't really score. Um, and he is not very good player but he's a good locker room guy so that's what matters i guess and klingberg i, I guess it's not terrible because it's only for a year but john klingberg is just not good that good i mean he'll move the puck he'll play on the power play for them but i i just i think that there's so many better options out there and that could have done even like they could have just played connor timmons over him who would have done the same thing for way cheaper and i just i'm really not a big fan of just john klingberg as a player and i 
you know, one year isn't terrible, but I, I just, I don't think that they should have given him this contract. Oh man, they really went out there and signed some of the worst free agents. John Klingberg is so atrociously bad, and they gave him four mil. That's oh god. Dylan Gambrill from a Sharks fan, he is one of the worst players in the league. He's so bad. When uh, the Sharks trade him away to Ottawa, I was dancing in the streets. He's so atrocious. And Ryan Reeves, he doesn't add much. He doesn't do much. Three years at $1 million. He is a league minimum guy and not for three years. I like the Max Domi contract because I, I am a fan of Max Domi. I think he's a good depth forward. Tyler Bertuzzi, he had such a great time in Boston. Um, surprised that Toronto got him, but um, yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you this question real quick because this is being debated on Twitter. Um, yes or no? And that's that's it. Just yes or no. Are the Maple Leafs better than they were last year? No, but um, they, that's also because they don't really have a, a goalie right now. I mean, Samsonov is still an RFA, and they're, like, negative in cap. So we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, I think that this is a perfect regular season team. I mean, I think Domi's a great regular season guy. Um, I think Bertuzzi's a good playoff guy, um, but – that's besides him, all of these other guys that brought in is just regular season players. So I think they're kind of the same that they've been the last few years. They'll make the playoffs, but I don't see them getting past the first round. I think last year was their shot. Yeah. Um, great. I mean, I'm going to give them a B because I think Domi and Bertuzzi will be good for them. I mean, they got two really good players there. But I think Domi and Bertuzzi were happy to take pay cuts because they know they're going to put up points. They know they're probably going to have um, career years this year um, playing with such super talented top six there and they know they're going to get paid elsewhere next year and then they're just Toronto's just going to be stuck with Ryan Reeves again for the next two years so the Domi and Bertuzzi contracts are good the Reeves, Klingberg and Gam- Gambrell contracts are bad but I think Domi and Bertuzzi are going to have much much more of an impact than Reeves, Klingberg and Gambrell will have Vancouver, or sorry, let me give them a grade real quick. Uh, Toronto, I'm giving them a C minus. They signed some of the worst free agents out there. And Domi and uh, Bertuzzi are only going to be around for a year, and they're going to have Ryan Reeves for two more years after that. That's atrocious. Um, Vancouver, uh, Ian Cole, one year, three mil. Uh, why am I forgetting? Bluger's first name, Teddy Bluger, one year, $1.9 million. Uh, that's a Stanley Cup blended right there. Carson Soucy goes up a little bit north, three years, 3.25 mil. Uh, Matt Irwin, two years at league minimum. And that's pretty much all the big names here. Uh, your thoughts on Vancouver? Um, the Ian Cole signing is bad. Ian Cole is not a great defenseman anymore. He used to be, but he was not very good on Tampa last year. And they gave him $3 million, which is not good. Uh, I don't really like the CC one. I think that um, it's not terrible for the money, but I, I don't think that he's a great defenseman. I thought he was okay in Seattle, but if I was uh, in Vancouver, I, I wouldn't have paid him three years and over $3 million. Bluger is fine. It's one year. It's relatively cheap. He'll be fine there. And then everything else is kind of low money. Um, I, I actually like what Vancouver did in terms of not giving anybody sane and sane contracts because I don't I don't think that they should have been spending a ton of money 
um, especially with Patterson needing an extension next year. But uh, I think that um, I think Vancouver could have just stuck with like Ethan Bear instead of Susie or Ian Cole. So I, I just think that they had better internal options than going out and spending money on this investment. I hate that Ian Cole contract. I don't think Susie's bad. I don't think that's a bad contract. I love the Teddy Bluger contract, and Matt Irwin is not bad for a league minimum. So go ahead and give Vancouver a grade. Yeah, I'm going to go C plus because they didn't do anything terrible. They didn't do anything too crazy. So they're just kind of right in the middle there, but a little bit higher than just being in the middle. I'm giving them a C plus as well. Nothing great, nothing fantastic, but nothing terrible. Vegas, they didn't really do anything. We already talked about Hill being resigned. We talked about Barbashev already, and Yuri Patera also got resigned. Give him a grade. <laughs> yeah, um, just a D because I mean they didn't do anything, but they didn't have the cash base to do anything. So. I'm going to go ahead and give them a C because I like that they resigned Barbashev, but again, they didn't do anything. Uh, we go on to Washington. Um, Michael Faraby gets a contract extension for 2.675 for three more years. Max Pacioretty, a one-year $2 million deal. And Matthew Phillips, a one-year league minimum deal. Thoughts here, Tyler? Yeah, the I love both Pacioretty and Phillips signings. I mean, if Pacioretty can come back off of his injury and just be, you know, a little bit worse than what he was, um, I think it's going to be tough, especially coming off two really, really bad lower body injuries. But, you know, it's only $2 million and it's only a year. Pacioretty could come back and, you know, score 20, 25 goals. It's going to be a steal. Matthew Phillips is really, really good. I don't get why Calgary never gave him a shot. I guess that's what uh, – happens when Daryl Sutter is the coach but if he gets a shot in Washington I think he could fit in great especially with like Dylan Strom, Sonny Milano I think he'd be great on like your third line there and I think the Faravari signing was was really really solid I think he's pretty underrated they got him for under three million so that's always good the Max Pacioretty deal I think we all knew that would be a slam dunk whoever signed him and ended up being Washington so I think it's slam dunk obviously uh could be interesting if you put him on the line with Ovechkin uh, Matthew Phillips, I saw him with the Stockton Heat. He's so good. Calgary's stupid for not resigning him. I don't know why they didn't resign him. This is such a steal. And I think this could be one of the best free agency signings, one of the most underrated free agency signings as well. And Martin Faraby, not a bad extension. So go ahead and give Washington a grade. Yeah, I'm actually going to give them a, an A minus because I think that these two, the two contracts that they gave out, they're super, super low risk and super, super high reward. If these two guys pan out, I think Washington will easily be back in the playoffs next year. And they didn't go out and they didn't spend a ton of money, um, which I think is a really, really good thing. I think the worst thing they could have done is given out big long-term contracts. So I think what they had, they've been really, really smart so far. Our final team, uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, oh, wait, I keep forgetting give them a grade. Uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Washington Capitals. I'm giving them an A. I love the Pacioretty and Phillips signings and Faraby's extension. Not bad, but oh, Phillips and Pacioretty under under three mil, under three mil for both these guys. Such a deal. Such a deal. Uh, final team, the Winnipeg Jets. They did a couple things. Connor Delia, one year league minimum dollar. Contract, uh, Laurent Bossois makes his grand return. One year, 1.75 mil. 
Vlaslav Nemeskov for two years at four mil, Jeff Biel at league minimum, and Dylan Sandberg at two years, 1.4 mil. Your thoughts on the Jets? Yeah, they didn't do a lot, but I thought they they what they did was solid. I like bringing back Griswold for a year. Um, he was solid in Vegas. He was solid for Winnipeg before he left. You know, I, I thought Nemestikov was good for them there, so I like bringing him back. They're going to have to fill out a roster, especially if they trade a bunch of people. Um, Jeffrey Veal sucks. I mean, he's not he's going to play in the NHL there, so it's not really anything. And I like the Sandberg extension. I think that Sandberg's pretty solid, um, and they got it for cheap. And same with Axel Johnson, Fialbi. The guy's a, a fast guy. I think, you know, you just insert him into the lineup, and he just kind of injects speed no matter where he plays. So I think in total they've been had a really solid offseason yeah i mean brusois proved that he can be a good goalie in these playoffs nemesikov a little bit too much but i mean the jets aren't going to reach the cap ceiling anyway um i don't know why they they assigned delia delia was awful in vancouver um and viel as a sharks fan he's not a bad hl guy but as an nhl guy eh. And the Sandberg extension, not bad either. Go ahead and give the final team a grade, Tyler. Yeah, I'm going to go B- minus because I, I really like the Bursois contract. I think um, certain other teams out there could have signed him and he could have been a much better goalie than some of the goalies that they brought in. Um, and besides that, they didn't do anything terrible, didn't go out and spend a ton of money. So uh, I think that what they did was really good. And uh, I actually like what Winnipeg's building over there so far. Kind of a nice retool they've started. Yeah, I'm going to give them B minus. Um, not a bad offseason or, sorry, free agency at all. I like the Brissois signing and I like the Sandberg extension. I think the Meskov is a little bit too much and so is, and VL is nothing. But besides that, you know, not bad. Um, but that is pretty much going to do it for our free agency, at least days one through six um what everyone has done so far uh there are still some notable creations out there like tarasenko like patrick came and we'll make sure it's covered right here when they do sign so um you can follow me on twitter chase beardsley underscore follow tyler over on twitter tyler cast underscore and make sure to keep in tune this off season because we're going to have desert shift episodes um almost every week so make sure to check out the uh, podcast playlist when that happens. But in any case, hope you guys are enjoying your off season so far and we will see you guys in the next episode.